Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to talk about our membership program. Uh, we recently broke a pretty big milestone. We have over 100 startups and small businesses on the platform offering up to 50% off all their product and gear. If you're like me and you're always looking for a new uh, backpack or new gear for your addictions, whether it's skiing, snowboarding, camping, surfing, whatever it is related to the outdoors, you can hop onto this membership and peruse all of the brands. We're constantly adding new ones um, to really support all of your outdoor activities. We also have a number of travel companies. So if you're looking to take a trip, whether it's to Machu Picchu, South America, wherever, um, you can save on that as well. We also have a number of food brands, whether you need a new energy bar or you just need to, f- you want to find something uh, that's different and check it out. You can f- save while doing it. Um, you can also apply to become an ambassador for a lot of these brands. There's a ton of perks. So if you are interested in checking this out, head over to readyeddy.com slash members and get your first month free. What is going on, Ready Eddie Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host on today's episode. I am sitting down with the founder of Slick Shades, Josh Fitzmorris. Josh, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks for having me. Definitely. All right. So Slick Shades, pretty straightforward. Eyewear brand. How would you best describe um, Slick to someone who's never heard of it before? Um, Basically, I would say we're... Definitely a mission-based, sustainable eyewear company. Um, it's all wooden sunglasses. And like, what makes us unique is each uh, pair sold like supports a mission. For example, everyone sold plants a tree um, through our partnership with One Tree Planted in Vermont. And also, we're a big mental health advocate. So in every pair um, is engraved an inspirational quote like message of hope that kind of goes with my a little, little bit of my story how I founded the company that I'm sure we'll get into that but so yeah that's flicking in a nutshell just definitely pushing the story and like mission before and then the kind of the products to bring that all to life that's really interesting okay so where does it all start how did you come up with the idea for for slick so basically a year and a half ago, I was uh, actually a little more now, but I, I was a CPA accountant and uh, working in Boston and I actually just went to a doctor for neck pain and through my treatment, I, it ended up, I ended up getting a misdiagnosis and put on a drug that ended up da- damaging my nervous system and I had kind of had a whole life change. I had to leave my job and move back with my mom on the Cape in Massachusetts. And uh, through my recovery process, um, I knew I needed something to like keep my mind distracted. So I started teaching myself fashion design through YouTube, uh, all these tutorials. So my first thing was like, I started creating clothing and stuff like that. Um, and then kind of transition to sunglasses just kind of randomly i like started getting really into wood art and like nature as because nature really helped me like in my healing process and stuff like that so 
how it all started is kind of funny story. I was like buying plants to like kind of like feng shui my bedroom. I bought this money tree, and on the plant, on the um, pot, it said, "Wealth is the ability to fully experience life." And just still, it right now it hits me. But at that point, I was like bedridden, and I couldn't do anything. That really, that like really, I don't know, had a lot of meaning to me. And this idea popped in my head to like engrave um, inspirational quotes in like wooden sunglasses. And that then I just taught myself like taught myself how to do everything. And that was my first quote ever in my sunglasses. <laughs> That's a really interesting story. No, I it's, yeah. I can tell like obviously how much it, how important it has been to do this. You know, over the last year and a half. Um, did you at any point in your life, like growing up, know that you would eventually start a business? Yeah, I, I've always been like, had that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, at first, like growing up, I thought I'd maybe become like a teacher and then kind of like switch for that because I wanted something, I don't know, teachers don't really get the respect they deserve and obviously money-wise and stuff and, you know, was always really good at math and numbers and stuff like that so i decided to like turn to accounting and i actually like really liked it but me and my buddy one of my buddies in particular like we would always like come up with ideas and bounce them off each other and always said we would quit our jobs and start a business one day and everything so i don't know through this like transformational experience like i had kind of had the time to like really think about life in general and like ideas and stuff like that so i always knew that i wanted to do my own thing and just be my own boss and because i always loved to travel too so i wanted something i could like be flexible in and like like experiences over money and like just even more so now like i feel like do the experience in the last year and a half i really have zoned in on like what's really important to me in life and stuff like that well what has the recovery been like uh, up until this point um to be honest <laughs> as best way i describe it it's like actually an indescribable like hell <laughs> pretty much um so i was like bedridden for six months at the beginning and i lost like 30 pounds and basically was isolated for the better part of like a year um couldn't really do much like leave my house or anything like that or even like going to the grocery store would be a lot because it'd just be like too much stimulation for my nervous system and, um but like over the last like six months i've definitely seen a lot of improvements um so i would say like now i'm like probably 75 percent um so i still have a ways to go it's just been very slow um a lot slower than i would have hoped but it's definitely like i think once i'm like fully recovered and past this my health is back to like normal then i'll kind of look back on this whole experience I don't know if I want to say like a blessing, but like making it into a blessing, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, I mean, you got to see the good and the negative in any sort of situation. It helps helps you get through, helps you heal in any sort of you know situation like this, or just any kind of um, stressful situation. I couldn't imagine being bedridden for six months. I I broke. My, I had a very severe leg break um, in high school, and I was laid up for like eight months. But laid up was crutches, wheelchair kind of deal. I couldn't imagine being bedridden for six months. So I, yeah, I'm sure that was a struggle, but it's nice knowing that eventually you're going to be back to normal. Yeah. And the only way I like really found out what was going on was was like a huge community online of like people going through the same thing as me. Um, So basically kind of had to go against doctors and like, because honestly, that's a whole nother conversation but it just seems western medicine is just all about like giving drugs to mass symptoms instead of solving problems so kind of like through the people online that are going through the same thing i really like found out what was going on with me and like really like verified what i was going through Um, so through that community like the average healing time is around like two to three years i would say for full recovery and right now I'm at like a year and a half. So you had a negative reaction to um, treatment? Is that what happened? Yeah, so basically I got misdiagnosed with panic disorder after one panic attack. That was after actually taking the, a pain drug that he originally gave me for neck pain. But So he ended up giving me um, a benzodiazepine which is like Ativan, Xanax, um, Valium, like that class of drugs. And he told me to take it like daily and like over like the course of a month my health just started declining like very rapidly. And um, then I started really researching it and like based on like your genetics and stuff, um, the numbers right now are like up to 30% of people can have like severe withdrawal syndrome. And the withdrawal syndrome lasts like two to three years. Um, so it's actually getting like more and more um, like exposure in the media lately of the danger of benzos. But um, it's, it's, it's almost uh, like ap- epidemic proportions, but um, it's kind of a whole nother topic and another like, kind of mission of my company in the future to like, more about mental health awareness and mental health natural recovery and stuff like that and suicide prevention just like more advocating for mental health patients instead of just like how western medicine set up and just like drugging people instead of trying to actually take the time to find the root cause of people's like suffering I'm a huge proponent of this. This is something that I've always believed that anytime I've gone to the doctor, they sort of just prescribe you something to get rid of the pain and then move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not actually addressing, like you're saying, the underlying issue. Um, so what what are the things that you're doing to recover? Like what are the natural um, yeah, remedies, I guess? So through my recovery, like I went through different phases of like trying different things. Um, one when it was like at the at its worst, I actually got a medical marijuana card, and uh, 
did like this high CBD stuff. Um, so it wasn't like to get high or any, no like psychoactive like THC is more like the CBD can be used for like pain relief and stuff like that and like relaxation. So I did that for a little bit and then I just kind of got like a little paranoid, I guess, what what was helping and what was hindering my process. So I kind of just stopped everything and just started like eating pretty healthy and lots of like green smoothies. I was juicing for a while and um, doing a lot of meditation. Uh, um, I would say meditation probably helped like one of the most and just eating right and not eating like a bunch of fried food and no fast food or anything like that. Um, I really would like to like start exercising again. That's like, I think the biggest thing that help, would help uh, mental health, my belief at least, is exercise. But I haven't been able to really like do as much as I would like yet because it's just still too much, too taxing on my nervous system. So right now I do like frisbee golf and stuff like that and just try to be out in nature a lot because I feel like nature has been really healing for me as well. Definitely. I, I feel very similarly about um, working out and being active. You know, one of the reasons why I'm in the outdoor space is just because I feel like it's such a big part of what keeps me happy um, and gives me a sense of purpose. And just being in nature is like being a human. You're, you're just inherently designed to be outside, <laughs> you know, and if you keep yeah. yourself cooped up for too long, like, like you said, like it definitely can affect your, your, your mental state. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate you sharing this part of your story and your life. It's definitely something um, very obviously unique and traumatic that you've been through. Um, now, in terms of building and starting um, slick eyewear, um, how when when this happened to you, did you pretty early on come up with this idea? Like, you know, I'm going to start this. This is going to be a very mission driven company. Um, and, um, I guess how long did it really take you to get things off the ground? Um, so I would say how everything started was probably in maybe January. Um, so actually my first idea that came to my head was, I was pretty much like isolated, right? So I lived in like sweatpants and whatever. It didn't really matter cause I wasn't going out. Um, so I came my first idea I came up with like it would be cool to have like pants that are as comfortable as sweatpants but you could like wear to work so I was like I'm just gonna to keep me busy just like try to figure out if I can actually make them it would no basically background in like fashion or anything like that so I literally started just going on YouTube and watching tutorials on like Adobe Illustrator and like fashion design and how to make a fashion flat and stuff like that so i basically created these pants design and everything and sent them out to like a few manufacturers um overseas to make like samples for me and i made them and they came out like even more amazing than like i thought i could ever do just as like i don't know something to keep me busy so that was kind of like how it all started. And slick 
how I came up with that was I was just like kind of looking for synonyms of like handsome or like uh, sly came up and slick and um, I also found this like nanotechnology that uh, kind of repels water so like my sweatpants has that and stuff so slick is like just a combination of sly and slick like sly and um, they're sweat they're feel like sweatpants but they're regular pants and then slick and they're stylish and also slick as in like the water technology so that's how the slick all started i guess and then i started doing like a full line of clothing and then um kind of transitioned to the sunglasses randomly like how i was saying before but the reason why i transitioned was because um I'm 100% self-funded right now, so I've done everything with all my savings, pretty much, that I had from my previous job. So, like, to start my full clothing line, like, to do it the way I want to do it, I wanted to do the full collection, which is obviously really expensive. (laughs) So, my whole goal is to start with the sunglasses and get them off the ground, and they've been doing really well. And um, hopefully have like the all next summer with them, and then the whole slick brand with all my clothing as well. I think that's a really smart way of doing it. So, what has sales been like since you launched? Um, so I launched on August tenth, um, and sales have been around twenty thousand. So that's really good for such an early stage. Yeah. So in like two months. Yeah. And how have you driven most of the interest and um, traffic to generate those sales in the first couple of months? Um, So a lot of it was local. Um, So my community is pretty, the Cape in, in general is like pretty tight knit. Um, but I had posted like my story, um, on one of my local, like town Facebook groups that has like, I don't know, 10,000 members. And I got a really good response from that. And, um, then, uh, obviously like all my friends and some family and stuff like that at the beginning. And then I did like a giveaway on Facebook that gave me like a lot of emails emails and stuff like that um and then after that so online and then i designed my whole website myself and um i had an intern from the local high school here um over the summer he helped me get that up and going too um so it's funny you'll see like all the pictures on my website uh like all the real life pictures are just my friends and family (laughs) That's kind of cool. <laughs> Take advantage of who you can. <laughs> yeah, we did like a photo shoot on my stepdad's boat one day and got a bunch of like professional pics. So it's pretty cool, like including my friends and family. Um, but then I started doing a lot of like Cape Cod festivals. Um, so there was all like local different, um, like one that I just did recently is called the Love Local Festival. Which is like right on one of the marinas around right near where I live, and it's all the local brands. Um, so I did really well there, and like 
Cape Cod, like, really about, like, supporting local businesses and, like, local entrepreneurs and stuff like that. So it's been really cool, like, meeting all the different other entrepreneurs that I didn't even know their brands really before because, I don't know, I was in Boston and wasn't really, like, paying too much attention. But now it's, like, a whole community that I never really knew existed on the Cape, even though I grew up here. So that they've been giving me good, like, insights and stuff like that. So it's been like really organic growth to start. And um, I haven't really put much money into advertising yet or anything like that. I had a few like local stories um, published about me, which drove some traffic and stuff. But I would say like at the beginning, it was definitely all on- online. Um, and now, like I would say the weekend festivals are my biggest drivers. And so do you actually sell at the festivals or is that more sort of like build awareness? Yeah, I I do sell. I bring my inventory and stuff and sell at the festivals. Now, now with the inventory, obviously making sunglasses and then in the future you want to make apparel. Was it difficult really learning that whole manufacturing process and prototyping? You touched on it a little bit earlier with the sweatpants, um, but I'd love to hear your full experience with it. Um. To be honest, like, I thought it was going to be harder than it was because I didn't know anything about it. But just, like, in general, I'm pretty good at, like, learning new things pretty quickly. Um, And, like, once I, when I go for something, like, I really dive deep into it. And everything I do, just, like, my personality, like, I really do, like, 100%. uh, and I want to learn like everything about whatever I'm doing, because I don't like I don't. I would rather do stuff myself than like outsource it to other people. Even like, for example, it's like setting up the LLC for my business. Like I thought that might be like a complicated thing, and most people just like oh have a lawyer do it, like whatever. But in reality, it probably took me like 20 minutes to do because. When you look into these things, you can see like there's so much information online that like is free information. And if you really take the time, and I had the time, that's the whole thing. Like I had um, the whole, whole day pretty much to like research this stuff. So once I started like doing the tutorials and like making all the clothing, how I like found the suppliers was just through. Um, like internet database searches um i found some like overseas for my clothing through um alibaba and then i kind of learned the whole process on like how to make a tech pack so literally me and my girlfriend would go to like marshall's and i would bring my little like tape measure and we would go through all the different like sizes of the clothing that i want i was going to produce <laughs> and that's how i kind of did the like grading on the clothing for all the measurements and everything to for them to make the pattern and like just kind of <laughs> i don't know figured it all out and there was this um i don't know online class or webinar that i followed that i can't even remember what it's called but um that really like explained how to do like the tech pack and gave like a Excel template of a manufacturing tech pack. So once I like did that whole process and sent it out, 
like you know, just work with the manufacturers and tweak stuff where it needs to be tweaked and kind of just go back and forth until like i finalize the prototype but i've had like the best i couldn't ask for like better partners and better experience with the people i've the manufacturers i've worked with um overseas and stuff like that that's really awesome i've heard a lot of uh, horror stories <laughs> when it comes to manufacturing yeah. and partnerships um so it's really awesome that it went so smoothly for you and obviously the research definitely helps um setting yourself up so that it's as smooth as it possibly can be um mm-hmm. now i want to talk about the fact that you um have a sustainable piece to slick shades what what made you decide to go that approach and planting a tree for every single pair that you sell um so pretty much, I mean, I guess the obvious reason is just because my sunglasses are made out of wood and I kind of wanted to replenish anything that I took out of the environment and, and more, I guess. So that was kind of the aspect behind that. But just in also like just my love for like nature now is deep, a lot deeper than before, just because it's definitely like giving back to me and helped me like heal. Um so it kind of just made sense um, for me to want to like give back in that way, and I found this organization, One Tree Planted in Vermont, um, that they do great work, and I they do reforestation projects around the world, and I get to like pick which area that I wanted to give um, donate my trees to and stuff like that. So, like right now, my trees are going to their California project just because wa- the wildfires have been so bad there and stuff like that. Um, so what's been the hardest part about starting Slick up to this point? I would say the hardest part is just, well, one, my health. Because <laughs> I have so many other ideas and things that I want to do. It's just like, if I do too much, like my body <laughs> tells me I need to relax pretty much. So I'm not able to, like, really push myself as much as I would like. So that's been, like, my biggest obstacle. Um, But then other than that, just, I guess at the beginning, just, like, making sure everything was the quality that I wanted and making sure, like, to, (laughs) to be frank, like, I wasn't getting screwed by any of these manufacturers that I just began working with or stuff 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 like that and i was just learning the whole process of like and the ins and outs of um design and the manufacturing process in general what's your greatest fear in regards to slick and how do you manage it um i guess my greatest fear is just that i don't know people will won't really connect as well as to my products as I would like. And really, I guess I'm, it's a little fearful of me putting myself out there so much and like what I've been through. Cause I know there's a lot of other people, like, I'm not like, I don't want to like come off as like scaring other people. Cause I know, unfortunately, um, there's a lot of millions of people, on like psych meds and stuff like that and that's obviously they're right and that's how kind of like our whole western medicine is is structured so my biggest fear 
just like kind of turning other people off onto my my mission and stuff like that. I don't know if that makes sense. But. No, totally. I totally get that. Um, up to this point, what, have there been any big mistakes that you've made? Um, I wouldn't say really any big mistakes. Um, I, well, one mistake, I guess, I did get scammed by a hacker. <laughs> so you could call that a mistake. I lost like some money to a hacker, like this complex hack. But um, other than that, like I couldn't. I honestly couldn't have asked for a better launch and better like support from um, my community and like other people like have messaged me and like shared their story and stuff like that. Even at the festivals it's great. Cause I meet so many new people and tons of people are um, willing to share their story to me. Cause I'm pretty open about like kind of how I started the company and stuff like that. And I also have, um, they're not even on my website yet, but I also designed all these bracelets. Um, a bunch of them are made out of wood, and I have like these cool, like handmade abalone seashell beads and stuff like that. And those are all supporting mental health awareness as well. And I have a like um, jade bracelet with a mental health awareness ribbon, and um, a tree of life with like engraved on the back, like my story isn't over. So I've, that's been like when people see that and they're dealing with stuff they'll come over and like share stuff with me and it's just been really positive experience oh i bet i bet that's a it's a it's a nice thing to be able to share that with somebody who's been through something like that um what advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business whether it was in the eyewear apparel industry or really just uh business in general my advice is just kind of go for it and just take in as much information as you can and don't be afraid to like seek out other people that may be in the field like i'm always open if if anyone wants advice or anything or help like doing stuff that they they might not know how to get started or anything like i'm definitely uh, like in the future too i'd love to be like a mentor and stuff like that for other entrepreneurs and stuff like that but my advice is definitely go for it because just life is too short and uh you gotta just follow your dreams and there's more to life than kind of being in cruise control at a job that you don't like and stuff like that but it obviously is a big risk because even you might have a steady job now and you know you're gonna get that income to pay your bills and stuff like that but I just feel like when you really have your heart set in something, it will work out. <laughs> that's true. You got to take risks, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, that's what life's all about, learning, failing, and moving forward. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you've touched on this a little bit with the sweatpants and the apparel and that the sunglasses are sort of the first piece in the puzzle. But I guess I just want to ask a, a little bit more in terms of um with slick where do you see it going the next year five years ten years down the road um so the next year um i'm just really focused on like the sunglasses and some of the other um so the sunglass brand is slick shades and like 
under that brand, I'm going to have sunglasses and I just designed a bunch of new ones that um, actually just got finished and I'll be posting, but just kind of focused on that. And like the bracelets are a new thing for me that mean a lot to me. And um, then I have like hats coming out and kind of things that complement like sunglasses more like beach theme stuff like i'll have starting next year i'll have like tank tops and stuff um so just like building that whole brand um and then having like the full summer with that and then kind of in 2020 is when i want to really start the full slick apparel brand um and start releasing like clothing and stuff and like five-year plan like my end or I guess my continued goal um, that I want to like reach is I'd really like to start my own foundation um, in the future that really supports um, like mental health awareness and like natural mental health recovery and kind of being like a safe, safe, safe space for people dealing with ish, uh, mental health issues and kind of more like just a community-based foundation that can provide like coping tools and advice and stuff like that to help people that are struggling. So that's like my greater goal with all this stuff. I think having that greater goal is a, um, it's a great motivator to, to just keep working towards, building the business and everything like you said that you're working towards because if you don't have that like why that like sort of like ethos to the business it makes it so much harder to work and keep pushing forward when it is a little bit more challenging um what would you say is the best part about running slick shades i'd say the people for sure and the community and just there's no better feeling than like seeing other people enjoy like your product and wearing it around and showcasing it to their friends and getting messages saying how much they love the product and stuff like that. Um, just meeting new people, especially at these festivals and stuff. Um, and just knowing that you're not alone and others aren't alone with like the issues that they're, um, struggling with and stuff like that. So that definitely makes it like all worth it. And it's just sunglasses is even cooler because like literally everyone's like a walking billboard for you. And like literally just like walking around and if you see someone wearing your stuff, I just love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Now, if the listener wants to keep tabs on everything that you guys have going on in the future, maybe some festivals that you're going to be attending that they could pop by your booth. Where's the best place for them to keep tabs? Um, so my website is slickshades.com and, uh, at the bottom, there'll be like a sign up for the newsletter or, um, so that I probably, and I try to do, I'm need to get better at it, but I do send out newsletters like kind of frequently, not as much as I probably should, but, and then I just do a lot of posting on like social media, like Instagram and Facebook at slickshades. Um, so that's probably be the best ways. And then, yeah, I'm honestly open to anyone emailing me. Um, my email is john.com. 
Awesome. Well, well, Josh, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast and share your story. Um, It's obviously very unique, and there's a lot of um, story behind um, Slick Shades that I think is very, very important um, and and a great opportunity to help build awareness, like you said, for mental health, um, while also being environmentally conscious. Um, So with that, Josh, I I really appreciate you coming on the show, and I'm excited um, for all the things that you have going forward. But for the listener that is listening to this before the 16th of October, you can actually enter to win a pair of sunglasses along with a ton of other um, outdoor gear at ReadyEddy.com. But with that, Josh, again, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. Thanks so much for having me. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Ready Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.